Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And uh, welcome to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. It was transfer deadline day, of course. Um, but beyond that, we had a uh, special guest in the studio. David Morrissey is the fine actor. You'll know from Britannia and lots of other excellent work. He's a huge Liverpool fan. And uh, he's playing a referee in a uh, TV series. So he mm. popped in to talk to us about that. Uh, Martin Kellner, of course, with his week of sport on TV. A bit of transfer chat with him as well. He was very good, Martin, as always. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? Not yeah, as we much as usual because yeah. it was very transfer heavy. So you'll hear that. Did you? Yeah. Did you have anything? Anything must well, I go. Had one that I don't think will hold till Monday. So I'll do it. It's, it's one from the Times Circular. You know, I love the. Oh, you love the Court Circular, yeah, yeah. And it's congratulations to Edward Beagle and Anna Peace on their engagement. And I know Edward quite well, and uh, he wasn't sure when they first meet, but I said to him, first met rather, I said to him, give peace a chance. Okay, <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, there we are. <laughs> That's all we were saying. That's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, good. All right, then we're going to have an extra clip for you uh, after you've heard all of this. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Paul. Happy Deadline Day. Oh, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I don't know about you, but this time on Deadline Day, I've reached the stage of, I'll just pay whatever it takes to get him in. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> I think anyone. It, does, it does, come to, uh, does come to that, doesn't it? Yeah, um, what was the point for Chelsea? What was the point of doing all this thing, of getting, going to the court of arbitration and getting, you know, make sure you can buy in this window? I suppose if you can't get what you want, I suppose it's worth hanging on, but, you know, it does seem a bit frustrating. It's, it doesn't sound like anybody. that the Dries Mertens deal is going to happen, oh, does it? Oh, no, it doesn't sound like anything's going to happen. I feel for Olivier Giroud, really, because he's a very good player. He's a World Cup winner, for goodness sake. Yeah. And, but when they started, when Moose broke the story that he was going to go to Tottenham, I mean, the, the website exploded. I exploded. I mean, you cannot you cannot do that you cannot make he'd be great for Tottenham you mm. can't make your one of your main rivals you know there are three main rivals aren't they for top four Wolves, Spurs and Manchester United yeah. so you know you wouldn't want to help any of those three clubs and those three clubs wouldn't want to help Chelsea it makes no sense it would be a bit odd wouldn't it I mean obviously the plan he's, he's not going to get a game but that's not the point is it no. from that point of view so I mean if, if he doesn't go mm. um, that could be his World Cup so you can understand his Europa, uh, his, European Championship I'm oh, sorry his European Championship mm. so you can understand That'll his be frustration a pity and, can't you? Uh, hopefully that won't happen and hopefully he'll get some game time or he'll get the movie once the, it's interesting listening to Eddie Howe earlier on there was uh, you know you did kind of sense that he was he was feeling that Josh King was going to go 
Yeah, but uh, you know, the, honestly, we're going to talk to um, Ted Knutson. Ted Knutson from yep. Stats Bomb, and I'm fascinated on, about recruitment. And there are some clubs that just recruit brilliantly, aren't they? Sheffield United, Wolves, uh, Leicester, you know. And I think wherever they're going for, you should go for them because they're obviously going to be good. Yeah. Brentford, for example. There's some boy from Oxford you've hardly heard of. I bet they sell him for about ten times as much. And yet other clubs, and this is how other clubs work, no one was interested in Jared Bowen, but as soon as Palace went for him, five other clubs came in for him. <laughs> it's as if they couldn't tell. No, they'd not watched him. I mean, how can you run a multi-million pound business like this? It's unbelievable isn't it? You, you'd think they'd all would have that scouting in, in place, but yeah. they obviously don't. Ricario Zivkovic has just joined Sheffield uh, well, United. I'd, have, I'd sign him. He's just been <laughs> playing in Changsheng Yate uh, in the Chinese second division. So he did well to get. Well, that could, yeah, he did. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what sort of player he is mm. and if it's going to take him. Is there a big difference between the second tier of Chinese football and the Premier League? Oh, no oh eight idea. seven one seven. <laughs> I've never seen any Chinese second division football, but, um, but we'll see. A lot of players go to China. Yeah. But very few of them stay. Very few of these guys. <laughs> you say very few of them come back. No, no. Very few of them stay there for that long. I mean, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see. Oscar is the one that's fascinated me. Talk about. We don't see. He's I don't see many fortune, testimonials but, but, at um, Shanghai SIPG for what, for overseas players. What a waste players. of a career. He would say, "Well, look, I've I've looked after my family for the rest of their lives, which is true." Yeah. But he was on good money anyway at Chelsea. I, I, I never understood that. You know, right at the prime of his career. But there you go. It did seem an odd one. Uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye. Jared Bowen could be uh, one that gets announced over the next. I would have gone to Palace rather than West Ham, to be really honest. But there you go. Uh, a young lad who's in your team that I, I thought looked pretty good when he came on as a sub recently. Against uh, Arsenal, yeah. Tarek Lamptey, yeah. the right back. Uh, good, good signing for Brighton. He's yeah. a good young player, but you know he, he sees his pathway blocked by. Uh, First, Aspilicueta, who isn't going to retire in the next year or so. Yeah. And, of course, more importantly, Rhys James, who's only 20, who should make that right back his, you know, birth his own for many years. He's a fantastic player. Yeah. And, you know, so I can see why he wants to go. It's fair enough. And uh, I wish him well. He's, he's decent. And Anthony Robinson, who's gone from Wigan to That's uh, amazing, AC Milan. One, yeah. I mean, when when the agent phoned, he would have thought, yeah, who's this? <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's, Anthony. It's, it's true. It's John. Are you interested in going to uh, AC? Yeah, who is this? Which one of my teammates is this? But this is it. It's, it's all about scouting. It's all about, uh, you know, what's on football manager. And they all look at it, the stats and everything. Yeah. And they think, well, we need this sort of player. And this boy uh, is very, very strong on this, so let's let's get him in. And that's how they work it. You know, that's is actually how you should recruit, isn't it? Yeah. It's powerful for uh, William Jose, who oh, it seems for the say, forgotten man of the transfer window. <laughs> uh, he seems to have burnt his bridges with his old club by not playing in the last three games at Sociedad. And then Manchester United have ruled themselves out. Uh, Tottenham Andy have gone Brassel very quiet. Him. He thinks he's quite a decent player. I heard him talking this morning on breakfast. It so. depends how much they want. If they want sort of 25 million, I mean, I th the story is that Daniel Levy has set a 10 million limit. Manchester United have decided he's he's not for them, but they have apparently gone back in with a second bid for Josh King. And as we said, Eddie Howe was saying it was out of his hands this morning. It's going to be, but it's not great. But is that it? again, it's that is such poor recruitment. That's like, well, the manager's Norwegian, he's Norwegian. Oh, we need a striker. Okay, it's the last day of the window. You know, they haven't even looked at him. And also, he's not a bad player. Of course, he's a Premier League striker, but he's often injured. And is he really, I don't mean, no disrespect, but is he Manchester United quality? 
No, but dis- seriously. No disrespect, no, he's, he's Premier, not an out when you He's Premier League yeah. quality, he but is. is Manchester but is he United. Manchester United quality? I mean, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but I'm, I doubt whether they think he is. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. But joining us now in the studio, making a welcome return, is actor and Liverpool fan, David Morrissey. Dave, good to see you. Good to be here. How are you? Last yeah. time I saw you was in... Uh, Last time I saw you was at... Yeah. Was in, in Milan, in, in, No, in Madrid. In Madrid, I mean. Yeah, yeah. for the final. I, you, I got this call. Paul! And there <laughs> yeah. you were, resplendent in your Liverpool shirt. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, was that before the match or after the match? Before the match. We didn't yeah, see we, each other after no, the I, can, after, I sent you a text, but it was, yeah. It <laughs> he was, slipped it was, quietly away. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I didn't stay for the trophy. I mean, is that bad of me? <laughs> no, I was, I was just too down. I'd, fully fully understandable. Polite applause for the Liverpool there fans. Yeah, around me, but, there wasn't know. many Tottenham fans in the stadium. No, you had to beat point. the Madrid traffic. You were <laughs> staying in Portugal. I, I needed a beer after that. Yeah. Um, Liverpool got their business done early. I mean, the little yeah. business that they did in uh, Minamino. I mean, it, it, what have you made of him so far? Only I haven't seen much of him. He was in the Shrewsbury game. He played straight from the beginning, didn't he? And he, I thought he did all right. I saw he's. Uh, I don't know a lot about him really, but. You know, if Klopp, the great thing about Liverpool, you know, if Klopp trusts you and he buys you, then there's got to be something there. You know, it's yeah. no, there's never a panic buy going on with Liverpool at the moment, which is. And you've got so many young, good young kids, as we've seen from yeah. the, from the cup games. Obviously, yeah. there's a there's a lot of interest in him bringing these boys through and not kind of getting in their well, he's way. He's being forced into that, really, as mm. well. You know, just because mm. the, you know he's got the problems of success. You know, the, the games are coming thick and fast, so. He's got to rotate them. But what's wonderful about it is you see them slotting into the roles really easily. You know, So right from the youth squad through the uh, reserves and all that, they're all playing the same type of football. Yeah. So they get their roles very quickly. When they get on the, the chance, they seem to know how to fit in. So They have a slight great. problem. They have the same problem that Chelsea had before they got transfer banned and lost their best players. Players like Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, they're good players, but will they get a pathway? Because the players Liverpool have got are fantastic. Yeah. Well, Brewster's on loan. Us. He's put Brewster on loan. Yeah. So I wonder whether things like that might happen to get more first-team football and more competitive football that those players could spend the season somewhere else and then come back. And we can afford to do that. Yeah, and you're going to have to be really good to play for Liverpool in the next four or five years. I I mean, the speed of them is just unbelievable. I mean, in the summer, even though they've got a good side in the summer, if if, if Jadon Sancho, well, they're talking about Kai Havertz, aren't they, from uh, Leverkusen. Well, there was a rumour about Mbappé, you know. Yeah. that's not going to happen, but you know, so they dominate are, forever if they go. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's so amazing to see the club being able to attract that talent as it always has been. But you know, mm. now the proof is in the yeah. playing of. It's club. been very well run, I think. It's uh, you know, yeah. you never quite know what you're going to get with with owners, um, yeah. but I think you've been quite lucky, really, haven't you? We have, and also just you know, bringing Klopp in. You know, Rogers was a successful manager. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you know, second in the league. You know, all that. But uh, Klopp, the Klopp sort of vision, particularly right throughout the club, everybody is happy. You know, it is that cliche of, you know, the, the woman in the canteen and the, the guys in the first team, he treats them all the same. Everybody's happy. Mm. But also, I think this is true of all good, successful clubs outside of the club, in the community as well. And Everton do a lot of this as well. They are active. They are active in their own communities and they make sure the players are active in there as well, which is really important. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I mean, this season, they've been so dominant. And the fact that City have fallen. Away. I mean, last year was. You brilliant. say that though. I came. I, everyone tells me we're lucky. Oh no! I mean, every Absolutely so many not. people say, "Oh, you were lucky against Sheffield United, weren't you?" you were lucky. E- every at, team uh, needs a bit of that. And no, all that. Lucky against Wolves and stuff. And uh, actually, I, when I watch them, I, you are biting your nails, mm. but you always know that we can do it. 
Yeah. And we've had tough games, and, and, and it is to do with uh, fatigue as well, I think. It's a tough league, and uh, but they, they have this belief, and whoever, you've seen this in when the kids play, whoever comes in wears that shirt, they've got confidence, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Just and confirmation, it, by the way, that Frank Lampard has said that Giroud is definitely staying, so uh, so that that's, that's a deal wow. that looks like it's off. It was one of those ones that could have happened this afternoon, so, uh, uh, so they yeah. They just can't, they can't sell him, they couldn't sell him to Tottenham, it would have been a, you know. Lot of not selling to anybody. So uh, no, no. now they've you, you are uh, on Monday uh, inside uh, number nine starts again. The brilliant series, uh, Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton have done this. What sort of series three? This one, I would imagine. I think three four, four, I think. four or five, yeah, actually, yeah. five that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But they're so. always brilliant. These little half hour, um, the kind of loose theme of number nine, but they're, they're, they're yeah. been having some brilliant like ones. Tales of the unexpected, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're going, darker edge, an edge yeah. of that. And in the one on um, Monday, the, the one that I think kicks off the series you're playing a referee so I play you? a football referee and uh, the, it, it takes place in the referee's dressing room just before the game half time and after the game right. that's the three act structure so it's hard to talk about because mm. with all of the inside numbers nines they there's a real reveal in there sometimes that really is the number re- nine a shirt number can you even so tell us that? I can't even tell you that right. so you're going to have to because normally it's like the door of the house yeah. or something but yeah. what, what could it could be could be football? pitch number nine if it's Sunday if it's Sunday morning yeah, I mean that's conjecture you'll have to watch that <laughs> yeah, okay. so, yeah. but, but, so there's, it's hard to talk about but there is a reveal mm. in there so but it's I love those guys I've worked with all of them a lot really uh Reese and I did a play in the West End called Hangmen, which was oh yeah, great. I saw I came and saw that it was, uh, it was excellent, yeah, great time. And Steve and I were in Blackpool, and he was recently in this uh, the TV show Britannia, which I do for Sky, mm. which I'm just about to start the third season of that next month. So yeah, so you, you did your research for the role. You didn't I just did. rock up. You, you got in touch with me, and and um, I put you in touch with Graham Paul, who, who your was... your address book of the stars. That you have. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he, he was he was very much up for it. He was a fan of your work, so. He said, "Yes, I'd love to speak to David." And yeah, then that, was, that was good for you. I think it's brilliant. And you know, one of the things when I'm doing a job like this, all I want to know is the things that you know we forget about our own profession. The things that I have to find out are the things that you've been in the job so long you've forgotten that you're, you're doing it. So I was talking to him about things like how the game had changed, particularly with regard to fitness. Mm. So you know, referees now are—they have to, you know—they have to pass all sorts of tests, but they have to keep up with the game. Even though they got VAR, they still got to keep up with the game. So they have to have a level of fitness. So he's telling me about how he can do that, and sometimes he can train with clubs and stuff like that, nutrition, all those things. And my referee is very much sort of—he sees himself as an athlete. He doesn't see himself as an official. Yeah. Know? So there's there's all those things I was talking to him. Did about. he give you any whistle training? He gave me, you know, the Acme Thunderer. Yeah. Yes, he gave me. A <laughs> one sharp blow of uh, for the end of the game or whatever it was all that a lot for the for the fouls and stuff yeah so there was all that but also there yeah. is a lot of equipment as well there's loads of stuff yeah, that you have stuff, to put yeah. in and uh, before you go out and and talking to the players beforehand talking to the manager beforehand how certain clubs uh, sort of treat you as opposed to other clubs mm. you know all that stuff you know how referees treat themselves the dynamic between those four officials in that mm. room and how they change sometimes that was really fascinating yeah, and that's we, very true of our show we went to we were very lucky to be invited uh, to have lunch with some of the referees at uh, during the 2014 world cup yeah. and we went to their hotel in just about an hour outside <clears throat> yeah. and the, the banter between the refs yeah. and the sort of mickey taking and the sort of 
It was quite surprising. Yeah, it's kind of quite edgy sort of banter where one of them's had a bad game and they'll be giving them a little bit of stick for it and saying, oh, so you'll be be heading off tomorrow, will you? (laughs) Won't see you in the second round. It's an edge to it. That referee's union doesn't exist sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) no, and he was saying that very much so that, you know, you can fall out with people very quickly. Mm. And then, you know, but when they're doing the job, obviously they're all very professional, but off, off, off the pitch, there are those jibes and stuff. But it was great to talk to him, fascinating to talk to him. And I think, you know, the more we can... I remember he used to do a slot on the radio, didn't yeah. he, on your show? Mm. The more we can hear from referees oh, about yes. why they're doing those decisions. And, and even when they feel that the referee on the, on the match has, has got it wrong, it's great to hear yeah. that. So that we're not left thinking, well, why has he done that? You know, if, if, if a, a top-class referee can explain to me a decision that we're all screaming about, then I can think, oh, OK, I get it now. Well, the referees I mean, themselves, they, they, they wanted... There was a period when they wanted to do that and it yeah. was done a couple of times by senior refs. But I think the hierarchy felt that they didn't want referees exposed like that with a microphone thrust in front of but them. But why would they do that? I mean, because mm. it's not right at the end of the game, is it? It's sort of like you would talk to Graham and he'd assess certain games through the week. It would yeah. be right down the line, but, you know... I could understand coming off pit side and having a microphone in your face might be not sure, right, but later on, I think. They yeah, need I to, think so. It's an unenviable task, though, David, because uh, Mike Dean recently did his 500th performance. I think Mike Dean's a terrific uh-huh. referee, yeah. and his uh, 500th, and they announced it at Highbury, and he got absolutely booed by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. You're never going to be popular. <laughs> but wouldn't he take that, take that as a badge, really? Yeah, that's he'd think, he'd think you know, yeah. if they're cheering you, you've got to be worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ralph Flindle's in this episode yeah. as well. Well, it's me and Ralph are the guests, and Ralph's just about to. Well, he did just start on Death in oh, Paradise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is great. Have you ever been offered that? We always say whenever uh, Ardell O'Hanlon's been in a few times, we said, "What a great gig!" I'm that. Prepared when to the get a corpse. When the agent, <clears throat> the agent phones up and says, uh, "David, you fancy a couple of weeks uh, in the Caribbean?" Yeah, you know, yeah, that would be nice. But no, I've never been offered. That. I've just been to Kuala Lumpur, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been there for the last <clears throat> what is it, three months, really? So I've been doing a thing called the Singapore Grip for the ITV. Oh, okay. So that's great. So I'm really, you know. <laughs> But yeah, if nice video. It wasn't mm. Michael Caine who said somebody said to him, "What makes you want to do a script?" He said, "If I open it, and it says yeah. Bahamas, eight a.m." He said, "I'm probably doing it." Well, <laughs> he did say that he was offered a John Borman film in right. uh, somewhere in Equatorial New Guinea for four months, sweating in in a in a rainforest, or he was offered Jaws four. <laughs> he said, "I've been around too long." He said, "I, I did Jaws fourth, four oh, yeah. D or whatever it was." But yeah, you can understand that. But we're gonna, uh, if you can stick around, we're gonna have a chat about sure, something else yeah. you're up to. Yeah, great. Um, um, and uh, a little bit more about Inside Number Nine, a bit more Liverpool. David Morrissey with us in the studio. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. David Morrissey is with us in the studio. You'll catch him in uh, Inside Number 9 playing, uh, we can't say what the title of the... Um, what the number nine refers to. Yeah, and we can't say that. We also can't. It's called The Referees, uh, oh. the title of this oh, particular yeah, that's show. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Fill right. in the blanks. Yeah, I think we know what it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can catch it. Uh, is it nine o'clock on Monday night? I yeah, think so. Nine o'clock Monday night, BBC yeah, Two, yeah. inside number nine with David. Uh, we said Britannia's uh, back. When will that be? So, I start shooting on uh, the 2nd of Good March. Time. So, it'll probably be uh, the, this time next year, I think. Yeah, it'll come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Monday, 10 o'clock. I should uh, okay. confirm right. that inside okay. number nine. And you are, uh, you're taken to the bike, I understand. So, yes, got I am. Up. I'm a patron of a charity called The Bike Project, which provides bikes for refugees here in London and sort of assembles old bikes and stuff. And they've got a, a, there's a the Prue Ride London 46 event which comes up in uh, in August and it's 46 because it's 46 miles. It used to be 100 miles, so they've reduced it to 46, which is really doable. It's, mm. You know, it's that's just a nice ride, really. So I'm doing it on behalf of them, and they're at uh, thebikeproject.com if you want to look them up, and um, they do great work. So I'm I'm not booked anything in for after the, after the event. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my break yeah. from Britannia, so I know I can go and li- lie down for a week afterwards. But it's quite a sight ride, London. Actually, yeah. as it goes through my area, it's, it's yeah, lovely. It's amazing yeah. And actually, watch. you can, you know you just take it at your own pace. It's not a race. If you want to do that, you can. It's closed roads, so it's a really nice project to do. And and I'm a big, you know, obviously a big fan of the bike. Are you, are you a cyclist anyway? Have you cycled? I do around cycle London? in London. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I really do. I'm not far from Hampstead Heath and Regent's Park, so I go around there quite a lot. But when I was in the theatre last year, I used to cycle in and out to the theatre all the time. And that really, was a, that was at the Royal Court yeah. do you get recognised much? not with all my bike gear no no no, not not with my goggles and everything no but um, we had Alexi Salin last week and Alexi was he was a bit of a cycling face in London uh because he lives in a sort of Bloomsbury way and people always say oh I saw Alexi Salin on his bike the other day but he told us he'd he'd been ill and he's not been able to ride since about 2016 unfortunately I I always thought he was a big bike but oh god well I hope he gets back on his bike soon he's great and um, yeah I mean you know I like cycling in London you have to be careful obviously but more and more cycleways are opening up and if you do through the parks for me I could go Regent's Park, Hyde Park, straight to the Royal Court. So yeah, it was great. All yeah. very pleasant. Very really nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what? What else have you got? You said you got the ITV series. So as the well. Singapore Grip is coming up, and that will be. Mm. I think that's in September, and that's based on the J.G. Farrell novel, or set in Singapore in '42 when the Japanese invaded. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a big epic series. Myself, oh. Charles Dance, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that.
mean that. I haven't seen any of it yet, but we had such a laugh doing it. It was right. great. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm thinking of trying to find your part in the crown. Is there anything you mentioned well, Charles Dance there? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what we're coming up. I, I don't know. There must be lots of parts. Where are they up to? They're up to the mid seventies, aren't uh, they? Yeah, I think yeah. they are, yeah. We've got mm. this is Charles kind of I think this gonna do the next series will be sort of Charles and Diana and right. all this sort of stuff. Is everything see me it was Mark Phillips can you yeah. see that? <laughs> I could I can yeah. see that one Would you have you enjoyed the series? You watched I the series? I love it. Because yeah. they only got me into it. I thought when I saw I, I thought it might be a bit soapy, but it's not. It's brilliant, isn't well, it? Well, and also for me, I would watch stuff, <clears> certainly in the first two. And then, because, you know, it was way before me, I got involved in television or <clears> history or anything. And then <clears> I'd go and Google the stuff oh, when yeah. it happened. Yeah, that's true. All, and then you were that, yeah. there and you were like, yeah, this sure. actually happened. Yeah. You know, and so I thought it was a great social document of those times, really. So, yeah, I mean, I think, and I'd worked with. You know, uh, Peter Morgan, who wrote it, wrote the deal when I played. Oh Gordon, yeah, Gordon, Gordon Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll be reprising that, but oh, I don't. Yes, I don't know Brown. whether they go that far. I don't know where their cutoff point is. I yeah. think they'll keep going, won't they? Well, will they catch up? Maybe. Well, there's still plenty of maybe drama. Maybe Harry and Meghan will be playing themselves. That's how they could. They? I thought the uh, Jason Watkins as um, oh, as Harold Wilson. Wilson was absolutely he's sensational, actor, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's a wonderful, wonderful actor. Yeah, I thought that was great. I'm really enjoying the casting yeah. actually in the, in the third season. So more to come. I love Tobias Menzies. I think he's a great actor and Olivia Coleman, of course and Helena Bonham Carter. So all of them it's really, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot to come, you know. The thing is with those TV shows is they're catching us up now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you think the recent history yeah. is really different from ancient history. So what, what well, I mean, you, you were there painfully from my point of view to see him win a Champions League final again. Was, well, yeah. what, what will the league the league mean for you as a, as a well, Liverpool yeah, fan? Well, it's a long way to time. go yet. Yeah, yeah. oh, come on. One game at a time. It's when not. Just take one game at a time, mate. No, you know, I'm not counting any chicken. <laughs> no, but no, if if we win it, it'll mean a great deal. And actually, you know, the, the style we're winning it in, you can see the foundations of a, hopefully a very happy future for us there. You know, Klopp and the team and the, the owners are putting in the foundations of a, something I think that could last for a very long time. And like we spoke about before, you see the young side coming through and there's some great talent behind this first team. Yeah, well. yeah. So, yeah, it's good. It's I mean, I'm a, always a bit of a pessimistic fo uh, football <laughs> fan myself, you know, but I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that we'll, we'll be all right this That'd season. Be I think we're more competitive we're, next year. We've avoided yeah. relegation, I think. I think yeah. there was something the other <laughs> yes, day that said we've avoided safe. that. You've so got that enough we're, points. We're safe, so that's okay. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a bit more competitive as well. David, lovely to see you as always. Cheers, um, it's great uh, to be here. Yeah, we look forward to inside number nine, 10 o'clock, uh, BBC Two on uh, Monday night and uh, catch David as a referee with uh, Ralph Little. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Thanks we very much. It. All the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Well, he's entered the studio with a West Ham shirt with Bowen on the back. He's very, <laughs> he's, he's very, very confident. Very confident that deal's going to go through. Yeah. Uh, Martin Kellner, uh, squad number nine, uh, our man with uh, sport on TV. Are you? Uh, I mean, it looks like you may have hijacked that from uh, Palace. Are you quite excited by that signing? I'm mildly excited. I never get too, <laughs> I never get too excited about anything these days. I mean, it just has been so dreadful there. I mean, it really has been. I mean, you were I'm at the cup game last week, weren't you? I was you? at the cup with game your last week as well yeah. with my daughter. The 
treat for her, took her to the cup <laughs> game. You know, she's um, football's not her main thing. You know, her main thing is athletics and tennis. Yeah. She likes all that. But she likes a good game of football. So I took <laughs> yeah, her to West Ham. Still took her to so there you go. Oh dear. Mm. So, well, Martin, are you a fan of the? Just before we get on to your yeah. weekend sport, do you like the sort of deadline day coverage, the big thing of all that? Do you, do you I see? used to love it when I was at the Guardian writing a column about it because mm. there was always tons of stuff to mm. write about. If it's just, uh, you know, what happens happens now. You know, I'm not yeah, interested. It's not quite what it in, was, wasn't it? I think I used to love the old. Uh, Fans behind the reporters. Oh yeah, because yeah. you never there knew reasons why that, that no, stopped. Know, of course, it was, it was great fun. fun. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Martin. so what, what have you what have you taken in, Martin? Well, this of week? course, as well as being uh, Brexit Day and transfer deadline day, yeah. uh, also the start of the Super League, mm. uh, which yeah. started, it was brilliant. Last yes, night. I, I, I watched. It well, was. Uh, it I was, didn't see it, but it sounded like a tremendous. Oh, it was game. A fantastic! And we had an early red card, didn't we? Really, I think deserved. Was not a good tackle, was it? Really, but it proves how important the Super League is that it. Roman numerals. Yeah. It is a Super League XXV. Like it's Super Bowl, and he was bemoaning like that Super in Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I enjoyed it. And they also. I, thought, uh, I must say, I thought uh, I'd not been much of Ben French before, but he looks very good, doesn't he? He looks very good, yeah. yeah. And the uh, Warrington have a player that my team is Swinton, you know, my mm. useless team mm. that I've been following for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one of our players, Matty Ashton, has now signed for Warrington. So it's just good to see one of your old players mm. um, doing well. I mean, I like that. I'm, that's the sort of person I am. Yeah, that's well, right. That's he was, he played really well uh, yesterday, and I thought, it was, um, I thought it was a great match and a great start. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, because as we said, they're struggling for TV uh, coverage in yeah. uh, the Super League. Hopefully that sort of thing will help because they had a, a programme afterwards called We Play League, which covered a lot of the big stories at the moment. And there are a few big stories. Obviously, Sonny Bill Williams, which you yeah. mentioned. Uh, Israel Folau is Any innovations in the coverage or is it still... I mean, Sky do a great job. But. No, the, the coverage looked to me pretty well exactly yeah. as it has okay. been, which is actually quite good. Mm, yeah, you know, It's quite good. Yeah. And I think... When you look at the way uh, the video ref works oh, yeah. compared to VAR... Football got a lot to learn from the way rugby league have, do it, certainly. Although I'd still hear rugby league fans bemoaning it who aren't keen yeah, on it. Yeah, from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, certainly people weren't keen on it at the start because it took ages, it took yeah. ages and ages. But I think they've uh, sort of come to terms with that and I think they use it very well and uh, it helps. And it's good on the TV and they also have a little advert comes up for the Magic Weekend. Yes, that's so right. clearly there are tickets still available. Yeah. <laughs> in all in, is it Newcastle, Newcastle again? It's in Newcastle, yeah. yeah. Um, Alex has just rejoined us. He's sneaking into the studio. Oh, he may dear. have a bit of breaking news for us, uh, uh, Alex. What is it? Is this the Jared Bowen news that Martin's awaiting or not? <laughs> uh, sadly not. That one's right. still dragging on. Um, I'm not sure I can sneak anywhere at six foot four, by the way. <laughs> uh, but, but I have just received a text message and I'm informed that Manchester United have been back in touch with Bournemouth to tell them they're no longer pursuing Joshua King. They're looking elsewhere. Right, OK. So uh, that's another one that won't be happening today. So. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming <laughs> and telling us that. Breaking, Breaking news, nothing. No, but I mean, that is significant because there yeah. was a lot of yeah. talk that they were going to go back in and make a much bigger offer, as you said, and, and they're not going to. So No, which I think will be a, yeah. a, a sigh of relief for Eddie Howe. There might be a, a bottle yeah. of champagne cracked open at his house this morning or maybe a cup of cocoa. Anyway. Yeah, he did He did look a bit crestfallen this morning. He went, it's out of my hands, all that stuff. I did fear for the worst. But anyway, thank you, Alex. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, 
Uh, he'll be popping back in shortly. Uh, Martin, right. so we did the rugby league. We're talking about the, rugby, the rugby league. league. Yeah, yeah. just um, uh, something about uh, Jackie Oatley, who's now taking over Sunday supplement. Yeah. Mm. Thought it was very good. I did still notice that the pain au raisin that they have in the little bowl. Yeah. It never did. They had Johnny Lou and uh, Matt Law. On, yeah. Um, very, who were very good on West Ham. I picked it up. Like, a lot of West Ham fans. Yeah. Tweeting quite it. a lot of that went viral. I saw it that. Did, yeah. yeah. They, they got stuck into him a bit, didn't they? The they owners. They did. You know. uh, and Jackie tells me they've had a letter. Yeah. <laughs> from the uh, from the two boys, Golden Sullivan. Okay. Sent right. a letter, but everything they said is covered by fair comments. Right. Okay. I had a bit of a to and fro on Twitter with uh, Jackie about all that, mm. um, which I thought was great. And Johnny Lou came up with uh, Les Mots Just, if we're still allowed to say that mm. after Brexit. Well, yeah. yeah. You get it in today while you can. Just while I can. Yeah. He came up with Les Mots when he said, you know, it's the 18th richest club in the world, mm. you know, in the Deloitte thing, the 18th richest club in the world, and they run it like a fruit store, yeah. is what he said. <laughs> I don't understand their biting back like this. You know, why don't you speak from a position of strength when the team have actually done yeah, something, yeah. secured their future, not had to change manager, not been ridiculous the way they play, you know, then come back and fire back. But, you know, yeah. I tend to keep a bit quiet at the moment if yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, mm. uh, I always like to watch something on Netflix. Don't like to just stick to um, stick to council TV. No, I understand that, Martin, uh, yeah. Mm. A couple of things. Well, actually, before I go to Netflix, there's one on Sky, um, Kobe Bryant, uh, The Interview. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting how much... I mean, obviously, as we know, he was involved in an alleged uh, sexual assault case mm. going way back, which, you know, the details of which are pretty, pretty bad. Um, and you, you want... You know, when somebody dies... All right, you want the good thing, and he was an absolute hero as far as basketball was concerned. The the interview clearly didn't cover any of that at all, and you just think it sort of, uh, in a way, detracts from the obits when you don't get at least a mention of uh, you know what was the hard time, if you like, for Kobe yeah. Bryant. You know, it was a difficult thing. There have, I mean, there have. I've seen kind of the, the warts at all yeah. uh, obits uh, yeah. along the way, but I think in in you know in, in that initial. Shock of it! I think people's concerned. They do tend to celebrate yes. the, the sporting genius more than anything else. Well, indeed, they? and this was a 2015 interview, which uh, was also obviously we're, we're all flawed in a way. And you know, and he was still a great. Speak for yourself, and Andy. And, you know, yes. <laughs> and it's a great, and it was a great loss. And sometimes, yeah. you know, people it was a people great, tweeting yeah. and think, "I'll oh, give it, give it a, sort of a couple." You of do days. as far as Twitter goes. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, the, the, the interview was clearly well set up by. Uh, you know, by the Lakers and everything. Mm. Um, speaking of L.A., um, the L.A. Dodgers. Now, this is an interesting story. Uh, you've probably heard the story, but there is a documentary on Netflix about this. Uh, and this is about the guy, Juan Ignacio Catalan. Oh, it's a who brilliant was, documentary. It's a fa- oh, you've seen the documentary. Of mm. course, uh, they spoke to everybody on this. And uh, basically, he was picked up for the... It was in, it was gangs and drugs and all that. Uh, this girl, 16-year-old girl, was, uh, was shot dead. They picked this guy up on the basis of a very sketchy identikit um, type photo and one witness really and you mm. know he clearly clearly hadn't hadn't done it you know um, but went through the whole court case and he was like days away from getting the death sentence wow, from really? actually getting the death sentence and his lawyer spooled back through coverage of an LA uh, Dodgers match that he was uh, that he was at 
And that was the match that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know the story. Yes, now. I, yes, I do. Yeah, I have seen it. It's, the great thing about this documentary is about it's about 35, 40 minutes yeah, long. So a, yeah, people who right. are time poor, so I haven't got two hours to give to a Netflix mm. or six weeks to a series. But absolutely, it's honestly it's a really succinct, brilliant little documentary, isn't yeah, it? It yeah. is, and Larry's in it. You he know, is. Larry yeah, whistles the theme tune, um, which is a great reminder that there's a new series of Curb Your Enthusiasm yes. out now. It was, it is, which was, which was very good the first one last week. Extremely funny. Extremely yeah. funny. So. Um, yeah, so I would recommend that to anybody on Netflix. It's called Long Shot. Mm. Called Long Shot. It's really good. I thought it was interesting in it the way they got his daughter, who was at the Dodgers match with him, to give evidence and was, was asking her, "Do you know what the difference between a lie and the truth and all that?" And I thought you've got like a six or seven year old girl in court, yeah. and the whole thing obviously filmed. And you just sometimes think that uh, Americans look on uh, justice as a branch of the entertainment industry. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it started, I suppose, with O.J. Simpson, but, you know, all these... Um, well, there is talk of, you know, televising cases here, and I think there's obviously a bit of pushback on, on that for yeah. maybe well, the I same think, sort of reason. Yeah, I think we might do it slightly more tastefully here yeah. than, they, than they do in the States. And at the end, it was down to the, uh, to the judge in the case to decide what she thought. You know, she yeah. went home with the... Uh, interviews that he'd done with the, with the police and just decided on that that she thought he wasn't guilty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing it's, case. It is an amazing, and the way the yeah. way that it effectively he is found to be innocent is is quite amazing. So well worth watching, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. So you return tonight, Martin? I take it. As far as I know, uh, they've changed the name off the jingles. We've now got generic jingles going. On, okay, so, uh, but, has that made you a bit edgy? A little bit edgy. <laughs> <laughs> this business. Could you go in the window? Sorry? Could you go in the window, well, possibly? Or well, you could go through the window. Yes, no, I'm, uh, I'm the once-away overnight uh, <laughs> presenter. Uh, what is it? I'm, oh, you, I'm you could issue a come, come and get, come me, and get plea. me plea. Yeah, we don't, we don't you end up on the presenter scrap heap, do we? That no, won't, that won't be happening. Well, I'm very much hoping not. Yes, yeah, no. so I'm on at 1am. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. Uh, so that was uh, yeah, this afternoon's show. That's nice, Andy blowing his nose there. Um, and as Could promised, an extra clip from Fisherman's Blues. A bit of a long one, but uh, stick with it. It was quite the story, actually, that Nigel Botherway told on Fisherman's Blues. He was telling the story of some guys who went fishing for dogfish and got more than they bargained for. The fish started thrashing. Only those who have caught any members of the shark family will know how flexible and strong their bodies are and it caught a fillet knife that had been left on the chopping board. The knife flew at least four metres through the air and landed, don't laugh, in the backside of another angler. It penetrated a proper flotation suit bib and brace, a pair of jeans and his un underwear before sticking into his rear end. They managed to stop the bleeding, although the wound needed stitches later. Lesson learned, said Keith. Phew, dear me. As I say, it's you know, it sounds funny, but um, that could have, yeah, you wouldn't want that anywhere near your eye or your ass. <laughs> <laughs> really, Nigel? I love the idea yeah. that it penetrated with other stuff and he's under it. The pants weren't going to stop it, were yeah. <laughs> you wonder whether the shark was an Italian football fan, didn't you? I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Yeah, it was your gag. I'm just doing them for you now because you forget them all. Oh, yeah, Seems a shame. Right, yeah. If you were ever a stand-up, I'd have to be at the side of the stage <laughs> yeah. doing the punchlines for you. I would never be a stand-up. No, that's true. Or could never be. I think no. it's more accurate. What a story. Okay, we will catch up with you on Monday. We've got lots of top guests joining us in the studio. Have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.